definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 100.7 The Score. Dot com on a Tuesday. Is that right, Lefty? Uh, yeah, we're in that mode oh where my gosh. who knows what day it is. It's it been. Is, it is a week <clears throat> otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here. Right I know. Now. <laughs> it, it's just incredible. I was um, hanging out at my parents' place and really, I don't know if it was the timing of Christmas, if it was the timing of a basketball game or whatever, but man, I got out of whack like crazy. And so uh, good to be here with you today from the First United Bank Studios. Uh, I don't know where Choice is, but I do know I had two hosts today come in. Co-hosts, Paul Tubbs, Garrett Luff, they fought to the death. Garrett actually took this one down, even though I thought Paul looked a little bit like a biker this morning, I think. Uh, Paul's looking fit, man. Yeah. I mean, I think doing the you know, the Friendship Football broadcast is... Uh... Probably, probably uh, shaving the calories off of him, toning him up. Yeah, I mean, you know, something like that. It's all the scoring. I think it just uh, just calling the game itself uh, burns up the calories. Yeah, just maybe get some tackling going, then they'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Luft is in for choice, and uh, Lucas is here. Lucas, how was the Christmas, man? It was good, very enjoyable. Uh, spent Christmas Eve with. Uh, Casey and her family, and then spent Christmas Day with me and my family. So it's it's good to have two Christmases, but next year we're going to have one. So I'm very excited. Loved about you, man. It was good. Uh, pretty normal. Pretty basic. But, uh, you know, I tell you what you shouldn't do is get a stomach bug right before the Christmas holiday and then watch everybody else eat all the things and uh, everything that you see put on a table, even if you've loved it your whole life, looks as disgusting as anything possibly could be. It's a good way to not put on the pounds at the Christmas time, I guess. But uh, is there anybody out there that hasn't been through some kind of bug? I mean, man, between between yeah, the, the respiratory stuff and the stomach stuff, yeah. It's or you know, do do one and then do the other. I mean, I feel like there's people who have been up against it for like a month you know so yeah no this is uh this has been a rough season uh, out of here i blame lucas lucas started it all he came around the corner one day last week i lost my voice and i'm like okay well i'm good and that never attacks me and then the next morning my voice was under attack i had to push through that friday ball game which was really hard to do See, that's how you make a living sir i know it's scary it's scary my wife loses her voice all the time um mine's still not near 100 percent and you throw in the try, throw in the travel. I even like waited a day to try and and get some rest, and then get up there and uh, come back. And I'm still like, have you ever been to that spot where you're driving on the road and you start slapping yourself or thumping yourself or loud music or whatever? I don't know what it was, but when we made that little. <clears throat> L turn off 40 to start going south to Lubbock. I went into basically sleep mode and had to start smacking myself. What are you used to try and stay awake? 
you know, BPM type, high, high beat music, uh, movement. I get my dance club on in the, uh, in the seat. That's okay. When I'm by myself, <clears throat> when you're with the folks, not so easy because no one wants to listen to your jams and definitely no one wants to see you dance. So that one becomes a little bit more difficult. Like, Hey, engage me in conversation. And when I start saying nonsensical things and shutting my eyes, grab me. So that was my first step. And I, it's like, I said, Perry dial up a, a quiz for me. And so we start doing general knowledge quiz questions. Some you look really good on some, you look really stupid on, but at least you're trying to stay engaged and stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind's working. Your eyes yeah. are open. And then it was just he and I in the front of, of a car and, um, he's, he's got so many ticks, you know, the little, um, <laughs> he sounds like a dog squeaky toy right now. So he's gone through about every, I don't know if he has Tourette's or not, but he's gone through about every tick you can have the bouncing of the eyelids, um, <clears throat> making click pop sound. I used, I mean, I've, there's been a lot of easy nicknames for my son over the years because the ticks that he goes through now, he sounds like an in like he swallowed a squeaky toy. So he's doing that. We don't have any napkins in my car because I'm a man and I'm not prepared. I'm not like a lot of there are men in this office that Jamie, you know, would be completely oh, I, prepared. I got a lot of napkins uh, okay. in my uh, glove box. We've blown through that by now. So he starts okay. using one of my windbreakers as a snot rag the entire way. I mean, just just you talk about. <laughs> That that gross out type stuff going on. Um, I do have a great story. Tell about, me it was an Oklahoma State windbreaker. It was a Texas Tech windbreaker. Dad gummit. <laughs> Come on, Perry. I, I don't have. I don't wear anything orange anymore. I don't have anything. Uh, but it was. It was actually the 2016 zip up windbreaker that I still wear. That Daryl Dora and I still enjoy wearing. The, it was good for the big man. So. <laughs> Across the street from my parents' house, there's a uh, they got a nice little hoop over there. They the this in this neighborhood, it's it's pretty nice. They've got everything. So I'll go over there, and it starts off with pig, with me and my brother and my dad. My dad's seventy five. He hadn't shot a ball in twenty years, probably. Um, when he started, he couldn't get the ball there. Couldn't couldn't get it to the rim. By the end, he he was almost winning pig games. I mean, he figured it out. Like he got it going. That was found, fun. found the touch again. That was fun watching him do that. So of course, pig is gonna transition into one on one with me and the boy. Um, so I beat the absolute hell out of him, and that was a lot of fun. He's getting big enough though that he could choice you right in the ribs. It's getting close. It's getting very close. And, and the dad-son games can get a little violent, so you have, I, to, watch, you have I, to keep an eye on that. I ripped and, and drove him like a like a bull a couple times, but it was amazing. About the third time, I was completely out of box. About to say, what what are you playing to here? What ten. was Playing ten. a 10 by ones and, and twos? Then we had twos, yeah. When so, it was so like howling. you would go ahead and take a drive to the bucket, and then you'd follow up with an immediate check and a three. Well, no, I just because I, that's how I play my kids. I scored the first seven, and then I just took the rest, the next four points off to catch my breath. The big now seven's impressive. Big think, funny yeah. point here is my wife comes over. She starts to get involved in in the games because I'm out of gas. I only played two, 
So I'm sitting on the curb, uh, uh, just dying. But they're starting to play pig, so I want to get an angle on where I can see it because currently I'm facing the street. I get up, I start walking to the garage door, and I tell Perry, I said, the only time I saw your mom ever cry when it comes to sports was in a game of basketball in Enid when she was getting cheap shotted and she started, you know, she cried over it at the end because she was so mad. She worked for the Y, so she couldn't retaliate. As as I'm saying that and I'm looking over at her, she shoots a shot, and I swear to you, it comes off of the the rim and hits me directly in the top of the head. It hit me so hard that it knocked me down. <laughs> I had a drink, and I just dropped the drink, and I'm just laying there flat. It was uh, definitely Merry Christmas, everybody there. We'll get some headlines <laughs> coming up with Luft and company here this morning on the end of the bench. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. What you need to know is we need to know how your Christmas went. Any funny stories? Uh, Anything we'll take on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. The Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. We're in the First United Bank studio. Garrett Luft is with us here. Pinch hitting for Choice Woodman. Last night, Baltimore beat uh, San Francisco 33-19. to Garrett, I want your thoughts on, obviously, we're going to get to a ton of Red Raider stuff, but the NFL as well. Um, <clears throat> the Ravens are the best team right now, right? I mean, quietly. I don't know that I've paid a lot of attention to them here until the last few weeks. Ditto. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I guess these guys are... Uh, yeah, and I typically pay more attention to the NFC than the AFC anyway, but uh, with the Chiefs sort of demise, the usual suspects, at least lately, yeah, the Ravens have been there. But, you know, Bengals, Bills, uh, usually in that mix a lot more heavily. And uh, for the Ravens just to be over there in the, what is that, the AFC North? Just, uh, I mean, the Dolphins have been there this year too, but... For the Ravens just to be kind of puttering along, uh, sort of quietly, uh, surprised there. Just quietly stacking 12 wins, right? Yeah, which, I mean, I guess the Eagles have done now, too, put themselves in the driver's seat again, which is kind of gross. I thought they were going <clears> to <throat> give it away last night with the pick six, followed by the horse collar, but uh, the Eagles end up prevailing and uh, <clears throat> put themselves in even a better position. But Baltimore is now 12-3, and three, San Fran is now 11 and 4. The Dallas Mavericks are 18 and 12 as they knock off Phoenix 128 to 114. Uh Luka 50 point games. Uh, uh well, just the fourth 50 point game on Christmas Day. I got to listen to a lot of Sean Kelly calling the Knicks and Bucks and Sean Kelly was on ESPN Radio for years, still is. Well, you talk about a gig. You can go be the voice of the Florida Gators, have a full-time job there, and then still fill out your ESPN contract. Guy, you talk, talk about making gobs of money. It's unbelievable how much he's raking in. Um, but uh, that was fun to listen to, and it was also fun because they have all of these Christmas Day records. So that's what they're talking about there with fourth. 50-point game on Christmas Day. And, I mean, they've been playing on Christmas Day in the NBA 
for a long, long time. Coming up today, we get the Quick Lane Bowl on 100.7, the score at 1 o'clock. First Responders Bowl, which we thought the Red Raiders had a chance at, right? Yeah, that would have been cooler. <laughs> I mean, if you were playing a Power 5 team, if you were playing whoever's in the First Responders Bowl, maybe not. But the December 26th is cooler than December 16th. I will say that. <clears throat> 7.30 tonight, the guaranteed rate bowl on Double T 97.3. So once you get through all that NFL, here come the bowls. Lots of bowls going on. Um, it is interesting for me to go back to my homeland and just how much it's turned into an NBA place. Having a team in the in the state. I mean, it's been a long time now. I mean, they for goodness sakes, they just voted to uh, build a new arena. But still, it strikes me, you know, because for years and years and years, it was OU football, one, two, three. Then you get to OSU football. Um, and Dallas Cowboys. And now it's like OU football won closely behind maybe even tied with the thunder it's the same model you've seen in san antonio you know in terms of it's a one horse town and in that case a one horse state and uh you know they 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 did a good job when they first got people when they first came from seattle they brought in players that created a following that i think mattered there but more importantly i think it, it created a following beyond just the state of oklahoma um I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to the NBA, so I, I can't say too much. But I, I do very much recognize that that has a, a foothold that, uh, you know, is pretty unique, pretty cool. I, I use my dad to judge a lot of things as far as sports viewership. Um, He's watching the Thunder. And when I left, he had that game on at uh, Madison Square Garden. And I was like, holy cow, my dad's watching the NBA. What's going on? This is crazy. And I might be different about the NBA. Probably not. But if there was a direct rooting interest, like in my hometown, maybe. But probably not. I just can't do it. <sighs> trying to think of which way I'd like to steer you next. <laughs> What's on the top of your mind here? Post-Christmas, we got a few days till January 1st. Uh, you know, I won't even try to steer you. I just want to... Hear what's on the top of your well, mind. Well, it's funny to me, driving here today, uh, I take, I live, I think in the kind of your neck, not really your neck of the woods, but but South Lubbock, you know, Fat Cat Land, near Jamie. And uh, <laughs> not really. I, I barely live outside the loop, but still. Uh, I take the West Loop around and then the North Loop across and then get here, right? Uh -huh. So I drove past O'Banion Field today uh, where yeah, yeah. Coronado Mustangs play baseball. And it, it just reminded me of the feeling that I get every year right after Christmas. Like, put up the Christmas lights, and at least in high school, how many guys can I get up to the cages and how many buckets of balls can we hit? Because okay. it's time, right? That's how I always felt. Like, that, that you know, I've that had basketball very similar mattered feelings. to me, but, but end of Christmas meant it's time to start getting, yep. getting the arm going. And, and of course, I was a straight baseball player in high school, but... Uh, I mean, most most immediately on my mind, I think, is the uh, is the Red Raider basketball team, and just hoping that that some signs of uh, consistency that have been present over the last month will continue to show themselves once Big Twelve play starts. But uh, that that baseball itch is uh, 
baseball itch is already getting getting to me today for sure yeah uh that's the same thing with my boy i'm like hey you've got you got a really good arm we got to get this thing to where it's great that's that's on my mind as well um boy i mean how it's going to look for texas tech basketball against some of these other teams i think we're just going to have to wait and see because it feels like to me we're going to have a ton of small ball and you're going to have at times four guards out there. You're like skipping the three and the four um, because there's really no, I mean, that three and four body is Emily Yelaho and Robert Jennings, maybe Kyron Lindsay. Uh, how many minutes between those guys are you going to get? I, I, I've been pleased with Jennings getting more time after the the Cambridge injury. I mean, I, I I was I won't lie about it. I was really disappointed that Jennings and Washington didn't get more time. Right, and Washington doesn't help either. But at least he's a bigger guard, you know, kind of by comparison. I say with the guys you got right now that transferred, he's not really that big anymore. But uh, he's not going to go play the four for you. And he's probably not really a three either. And he didn't shoot it like a two. So I don't, that's what makes Lamar hard to, to pin. But those, those two guys have played more. And I say that on Thursday afternoon, I don't feel like Lamar played a whole bunch, uh, but he had played more in some other stretches. Jennings, I don't know how you get around not having Jennings. At least he's got a year under his belt. Um, he still struggles to finish around the rim, but he's, he's coming. He got two dunks on Thursday. I thought, okay, that's, that's the most he's finished, you know, with confidence. And it's a whoever who was that who came in here, the uh, somebody, one of the three hundred and ten teams that played Division One basketball came in. Oh, the UTA. United. There you go, the Mavericks, UTA. And so, you know, I'm not gonna write write down anything on that because a Big Twelve defense could come in here and, and still make it tough. For that matter, Warren Washington at seven foot has a hard time finishing at the rim sometimes. So he does. Uh, you know who but, didn't was Cambridge. Yeah. Well, and that's. <laughs> that's the reality of it. But I do I do feel like quickly this staff has found some rhythm at least. I mean, to to play that game at Vince Vanderbilt, who is not very good, although they nearly knocked off Memphis the other day. I saw that. Um I guess led for Saturday. most of the game. Yeah, they they, they definitely could have won that one. Um I, I I think that there's there's a little bit of something you found there that, that you know, and my 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 fifteen year old told me that's dumb, Dad. But I said, I'm not sure some of this would have come together at this point if Devin Cambridge hadn't gone down because these guys wouldn't have had the opportunity to have to step up. Now they don't have a choice. And what do you do to change who you are a little bit now? <clears throat> Even your, your your guys that were getting minutes, how do they have to change what they're doing? Um, Pop Isaacs hasn't been good yet, in my opinion, and he would be far better than what he's been or could be. Uh, take that and, and a lot of other pieces. Um, I, I have a lot of hope, but things could also get rough. <laughs> Downtown for me, for him, is a mystery because if you just compare, you know, these sample sizes of 24% or something like that this year, and last year I think was 37%. That's a lot of hits from last year that have been misses this year. And it's almost like he wants to play mid-range because those aren't going down. We'll keep talking about it. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Max Luft and uh, Lucas edition of the program as we welcome you into the First United Bank Studios. Thanks for being with us. Hope your Christmas was good. Mine was good. It was quick. Um, but it was uh, the dragging charger made it all the way up and back. Did you hear about the charger, what it went through? I did not. Me hitting a full-blown, like, interstate battery. Oh. You know just how. Fell, just fell out of someone's vehicle? <laughs> well, I was out there by the ball fields on, uh, you know, New Loop, whatever, um, heading towards Milwaukee, and it was uh, dusk, and I was only rolling about 45, 50 miles an hour, and... Oh, there's a battery right in the middle of the road. That's all that's a reaction time I had. So the charger's, you know, low rider. Yeah, and you, you can't uh, can't steer over that one. Mm-mm. No swerve to miss. And unlike a tire or even a bumper, that your tire does more damage to it than it does to you. Yeah, this... No. This is like a grenade. A solid block. Mm-hmm. No, you're hitting a center block. Yeah. So it ripped... Uh, the entire underneath out basically hmm. um transmission gone but got it back. can't fault anybody else well i'd like knows. to i know but it's like a, some kid out here just you know laying landmines around for me to drive over <laughs> very uncool very very unlikely but um how are you from your <laughs> christmas turmoil <clears throat> you know what was that? The day after, uh, yeah, that was the day after Thanksgiving that I uh, decided to have my ladder go out from underneath me as I stepped onto it off the roof and uh, went down with the ladder. Uh, I I was bruised until about last week, but I still have like a dent in my rear end, like a dent. Like it's just, <laughs> I don't know... I'm sorry. I really don't know. Like, there was a knot and a dent. Now there's just a dent. Oh, no. But there's just sort of like a... It's like, you know, you got two butt cheeks, right? Yeah. I got... I basically have a butt cheek and two half butt cheeks. <laughs> what I got. I'm sorry. That's on my left On my left side. And oh, God. Uh, you had to hit hard. And as my... my uh, my family likes to make fun of me because they say I have no rear end. Like I wear jeans and it doesn't look like there's a butt uh-huh. there. Right. For a time, I definitely had a donker donk because <laughs> I was swollen <laughs> like none other. And uh, yeah, that was an experience. Never been to the ER uh, mm. as an adult. Never been in an ambulance before. And uh, my wife rejected my pleas to uh, just let me lay in the chair, which I don't remember how I got into. And then I don't remember how I got to the ER, except for there was four dudes staring at me in my living room. And next thing I know, I'm getting x-rayed and stuff. I was like, yeah, well. So I also know now as an adult what it feels like to be concussed. So oh. all the way around, we had had fun times. Uh, but I did the Coors Light postgame show that night. I which, know. When you lose fifty-seven to seven, you really don't have to be cognizant of what happened. You just you just complain. So that's what I did. <laughs> no, but what, where my kids knew that I was, I don't know what I don't know what all I said, but I mean, you know, when you've gone your whole life watching the Maui Invitational, and in the last ten or fifteen years, the Battle for Atlantis, and never been sniffing those tournaments, right? And all of a sudden, you're in them. 
Like I saw the battle for Atlantis on TV, I guess. And I said to my kids, did we win in Hawaii today? <laughs> and this was the, uh, we had, no, no, no. We, we smoked Michigan that day. Okay. Yeah. That was the, yeah. that was the beat Michigan game, which I mean, man, you've been living it. You've been living it. Tangle field house, the Bahamas. It's quite the life we've been living. But, I know. Uh, but I, Maui I, the year before. I guess well, I asked one time, did we win in Hawaii? And they were like, no, Dad. Remember, we beat Michigan in Atlantis. You know, Dad, in, in the Bahamas. Bahamas. <laughs> Which we had we had actually gone on a cruise and walked through Atlantis two or three, I don't remember, two spring breaks ago. Yeah. And they were like, Dad, remember? You, they were, <laughs> tell me they were telling me. You were there. We talked about, like, the ballroom. We walked past it, blah, 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 blah. And I was that, like. This is where they'll play. Uh, yeah. And then a few minutes later, I was like. Which tournament are we playing in? Hawaii or Atlantis? And they were like, okay, that's what my wife said. I'm calling 911. So, so yeah. you didn't have to spend a night, though. No, they got me in and out. Um, I don't remember. Did they at least give you some good stuff? I don't. I told them no because, and I don't know why they let me decide, <laughs> quite honestly. Let's let this but I remember concussed, I said, I said something bruised. about, no, I don't want my concussion to be messed up by the medicine. But I guess, so I do remember that the nurse that was helping me asked me about students that I had at Monterey when I was teaching. And um, at one point, I, I don't remember the nurse saying this, but the nurse said, maybe you should just stop talking for a little while and rest. And I was like, but I can't close my eyes. She goes, no, it's okay, I guess. And then my wife came in shortly thereafter and she told me, you should stop talking. She didn't tell me to rest. She just said, you should stop talking. So apparently I was just Rambling. jabbering away at everybody in the ER because uh, I was not myself. Or I, maybe that was myself. I don't know. I am a little spooked by this time because I haven't been feeling well. And New Year's Eve is when all hell broke loose with me. And I had to do the four nights in the hospital. First time I'd ever been to an ER as an adult. Mm. Um First time I'd ever had a hospitalization. We stayed in this stupid same hotel in Fort Worth as when it all started. No. And it's the same upholstery when you <laughs> can remember when you started going downhill. And then so that's, it was just the timing is not, it's not right for me. It's not good. But well, at least no trips here. What till the. Yeah. What is it, the third? When do we? No, the sixth. When do we go down there to to burn orange hell? The sixth. Sixth. Okay. And January sixth. We'll so find you got some. You got what? A New Year's Day game. You got. Yep. Yep. Is it Thursday night this week? The thirtieth. Yep. Is that right? Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. My bad. Yes. So you got you got you got some time to avoid avoid that timeline. Right. Still get on your roof. That's my advice to you. <laughs> we still got to replace our personal roof. Personal experience. Oh, man. Yeah. From the biblical hail. Yes. 23 just sucked so bad in so many ways. Let's uh, let's check in the calendar, Lucas. It's Boxing Day, National Candy Cane Day, National Thank You Note Day, National Winers Day. W-H or W-Y? W-H. Okay. Is that a term for people who make wine, winers? Or Vinters. Yeah, I wonder, because that could be a day, too. But, yeah, winers. So, I guess, man, I don't like my gifts. My gifts weren't enough. Why did so That That's what kills me in my family now. Do you see my Josh Young t-shirt I got? I did not. It's pretty cool. Is it uh, it signed? 
uh, fake sign. Fake sign. Yeah. That was my gift from my dad and my son's gift from my, my 15-year-old's gift. It's kind of a caricature. Oh, I like it. Kind yeah. of a bobblehead-ish. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I thought, too. Bobblehead-ish. It looks like an NIL shirt. There's no Rangers logo on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah I, uh, I uh, added the Rangers, and I'm sure they were like, who cares? It doesn't have our logo on it. I got gotcha. you. And it's not our merchandise, so take a hike. I still think it's cool. But I got the... Uh, I got the Josh Young powder blue jersey. Yeah. I'll wear that for a long time. Unlike Aaron Dickens, I am an adult who wears jerseys. I'm not ashamed. Man, I'll tell you what, that can take up an entire summer of like three segments. Adults in jerseys. Yay or nay. But but speaking of winers, that was the problem. So my dad was there the last weekend of the regular season taking my brother and my niece to a game. And he calls and says, hey, they've got a new set of Josh Young jerseys. Do y'all want one? And of course I was like, yes. And my son was like, yes. He's like, all right, that's going to be your Christmas and your birthday. Cause I'm January 4th. My son's January 3rd. So we said, okay, that's fine. Well, then my youngest son gets a bunch of stuff for Christmas. Then it becomes a comparison. Well, hold on. Those jerseys were 150. He got air force ones and a Nike sweatshirt. What did my daughter get? Now everyone's doing the math. I'm like, can we just be happy that Granddad bought us I, gifts? I did nothing. Can dr- we? Can we just be happy? There's so much that drives me crazy, but the even Stephen game sucks. Got to be even. Got to be even. Got to be even. Well, you, you would wear me out if I said that to you. I was like, well, how do you know? What mood? What mood am I in? That's really what it matters. Hence that today is National Winers Day. Mm-hmm. All right, we're coming back with more here. Hour number one of the end of the bench. Hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. we got more coming up. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Welcome to hour number two here at the First United Bank studio. And we are with you till noon today. And uh, thrilled that you're with us. Uh, Hacks Luft. And Lucas edition of the program. Lucas, we did not pick any games last week, correct? No. We did? No, we did not. We did not. Okay. No. I, I, think, kept... I think we're done. Yeah. I, I we're hope done. we're done. Well, I just, I think you're probably like me when you do something for a week, you know, week after week after week after week. Um, I was sitting watching games going, what side am I on here? Did we pick the Cowboys? Did we? I was doing the same thing. I was like, what team would have would I have picked? Same thing. If, yeah. Yep. Lots of sports on. It was a lot of fun to watch. But I want to start this this hour with love. And I want to try to dive into your brain that um, maybe could entertain being a Florida State Seminole fan. Oh, man. So what I want to know is I, I know you're already, let's just pretend I, like this is Seminole uh, 100.7. Um, we know we're already upset. Because we didn't make the Natty or the college football playoff. Crap, I'm not a Seminole fan, and I was ticked. Okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But we, we've established that we're angry. Yes, um, 100%. Now, so I don't want to talk about that and the structure of why this team – to me, that's old news. Um, But I do want to – test the temperature here for if 
this is what I've been trying to do this morning and, and throughout this process. Am I happy with what my administration is trying to do by suing the ACC? And I'm wondering, what the hell is it do you exactly want here? And would I be happy about what they're trying to do or a little bit ticked about it? I kind of feel like I would be on the ticked side a little bit, but that's because I don't want, and, and I should get over this because it's already happened, but I don't want the rivalries, the, you know, the pageantry and all the things that come with all the rivalries that we've already lost. I don't want any more of that to be gone. I'm already going to have to stomach OU Alabama. I don't want to have to stomach Florida State Auburn. I'd rather go Florida State Clemson, Florida State Miami. Now, I don't think I'd get all the way down to Florida State Wake Forest or anything like that. But what do you feel about this? Is this the right move, wrong move? What's going on? Well, okay. So what I really think is going on is they don't pull this trigger unless they think they've already got a slot somewhere else, regardless of whatever anybody else is saying. And as much as I hate to say it with the momentum you sort of feel like you have in the Big 12, I don't think it's you. I think it's the SEC, and I think that's where this is really coming from. Yeah. Because their ultimate purpose is just to get out of this grant of rights that they signed themselves off to for another decade and a half. And I understand that, you know, I I get it too, but, um, I, do you ever come back with, Hey, but you guys put the pen to paper, you guys signed. And that's, and that's, what's frustrating about it is I, 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 well, of all the things like your, your status in the ACC and your place in that conference honestly, to me, has very little to do with what just happened to you. Like any given year, that would have been enough. And number one, but number two, I feel like that the whole situation is, is a, is a, is not about the ACC failing. It's about the, the, the bowl system failing and it's in one sport, right? Take that away. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, I mean, Florida state did not enter the ACC until 1991. Like, that's my lifetime, right? And I, Miami was, I think, shortly behind them. Were they Big East? I, I don't think they were. They were, uh, and I'm and I'm searching this, but I unfortunately have now... Well, now we're going to the deep recesses inundated here. Inundated with Austin Community College information, which is not the ACC I was searching for. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, I want to say that they were the Metro Athletic, if that was still a thing. Um, so I remember watching a Gator Bowl. That was the first time I got introduced into... Florida State and the chop and all that, and it was a grainy television bo- broadcast from a Gator Bowl in like 1986, maybe something like that. Yeah, they had. I mean, they. they You're telling me in '86 they weren't in the ACC. I believe it was 1991, according to something I read the other day. I'm gonna have. I'm. I'm searching as we go here, but yeah, Metro Conference. I'll be darned. Metro Conference until the 1991 season was their final season. I don't, I mean, Memphis was in the Metro Conference, I want to say. Who else was in the Metro Conference? Like, I don't even remember. Miami was in the Big East. I don't know how long they had been in the Big East, but I do remember that for sure. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you're, you're talking about, 
You're talking about a very, I mean, you know, because what, what do Texas Tech fans talk about? I mean, going to the Big 12 was something, and that was in my lifetime. That was 1990, what, five when that became official. Yes. But what you hear about from from long-time, you know, diehard Texas Tech alums and fans was just the, the, the joy that came from joining the Southwest Conference. But that happened in the 50s, right? Late 40s, 50s, somewhere in there. I should know that, but I don't. That you're you're talking about a, a team that that I think was thrilled and a program that was thrilled within our lifetimes to join this conference and now they're too good for it they're too big for it and they're the ones that also went in and picked up the Louisville's and the well heck at this point Cal Stanford and SMU I mean what are you doing you talk about being really my, stupid my pedigree isn't good enough in the ACC I need something better let's go add Cal Stanford and SMU I just. I, now, if they want to say that the leadership did that against their will, and they have been sort of the, I was comparing a historical, like being a one-off by yourself to South Carolina because they were always doing their own thing. But that's essentially what Florida State has been. It's not like they were kosher all the way through this. They have kind of complained from the get-go, but they haven't jumped ship yet. So I, I don't I don't. You got to You got to listen to this because this is news to me, and I'm so glad you brought it up today. The 1984-85 Metro Conference was Memphis State, Virginia Tech, Cincinnati, South Carolina, Tulane, Louisville, Florida State, and Southern Miss. Wow. Man, Southern Miss must feel like rice in this whole scenario. <laughs> they truly got left behind. Yeah, I, 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 hear what, I hear where I think you're headed, and I agree with you in the sense that, that this, yeah, you have to own a good part of this. And at some point, someone has to have the rationality to say, this is this is who we are, this is where we are, this is what we do. And some campus leadership and athletic department is going to have to, but I mean, it's too late. The ship has sailed completely on all logic and on all geographic meaningness, meaningfulness. It's, it's nonsense everywhere. And I don't think we're going to go back until the pendulum has swung all the way around. Timetable on that, yet to be seen. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Get your questions in. Still have time as we're taking you up until noon here on the End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score. 100.7thescore.com. My question for you. Best gift you got since you couldn't eat with your stomach bug. Did you get a good gift? Uh... Yes, I've been asking for an LED shop light for my shed. Hmm. I got a Home Depot gift card. I'm going to go purchase things with it later. That's, I, that's, that's as exciting as it gets. I'll tell you what, 40. it's riveting. I got, um, I got a sleep mask that has Bluetooth, so it's very soft material. And it wraps around to your ears. So I don't know if you listen to like white noise or, uh, you know, My thunder rolls. That fan. Kind of... I would like, the, I like the rain myself. Me but... too. I like the, I like to hear the thunder. It takes me back to my like homeland. Light thunder, yeah. Yeah. So we can go Bluetooth on that through that and then run some, uh, some thunder rolls in my ears and have the mask. And your wife doesn't have to hear it if she doesn't want to because it's just uh, hooked up to you. Correct. 
So there's no. Oh, my Josh Young T-shirt. I really like too. Yeah, yeah I, t- I guess that was my Christmas present from my dad, and that was pretty great. But well, my son got a cool three months ago. Oh my god, he, Rangers championship. It's black, black. It's actually black and gold. So it's got the black logo, and then the championship trophy, huge printed on the back. Very. It's all the pennants. Yes. It's cool. It's one of the best trophies. No doubt. All right, let's go to the 8th Point Center chat line to finish this thing out. I totally forgot about old Rob Verby. Thanks for pulling that memory from the back of my noggin. You're welcome. And uh, we'll never forget his rant. What kind of car do you drive, bro? (laughs) (laughs) I know the guy on the other end of that rant, too, which makes it funny. You do? Yeah. You You know who was targeted? That's being off air. Okay. But, uh, yeah. It... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I never knew. I'm at no clue. Yeah. It, 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 I get it. I mean, I get it. But it was, it was. It was over, it was over the baseball roster. Yes. And that there was one senior on the roster, which at that point, I didn't even know. I think it was just Cam Warren. Mm-hmm. was your only senior. Yeah. Yeah. And Verb was supposed to know that, and whoever got after him. It... I mean, it, it. well, you know, the most thankful person for that rant is Chris Sneed because it laid waste to all the Sneed rants that have existed, and there have been some, been some good ones. Downright good ones. Yes. Uh, it says, I ain't got no crystal ball. That is from a Sublime song. Meaty middle, horse name. How does... Bowman have another year. Dude started in 2018. Absolutely crazy. That's like three COVID years. Um, so you answered this. Um, repeated medical red shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say year. So he went. Because he played as a true freshman. True freshman. He went West Virginia sandwiched, punctured lung. Ugh, yeah. Healed. Made a dive for the pylon against Oklahoma in like the last game of the regular season. He actually had Tech rolling at that point, and he made the dive for the... And that was after he had sat out that whole mm-hmm. stretch. Yeah, he makes the dive for the pylon, punctures it again. And then I was talking to Mike. Mike knows all this. There was another one. Oh, broken collarbone, got landed on. Yes, that was the next year. The next year. So, um, I don't remember what game that was, but, uh, and then he left. So he walks away as a sophomore to be junior. Two years at Michigan. Yeah. Two years at Michigan. One of which is just a traditional red shirt, I believe. So he plays then his junior year because he's already used his red shirt. He actually competed passes in both seasons. Two two completions on four attempts and six completions on seven attempts. Yeah, he was he'll go down in Michigan lore. One heck of a quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. And then he has his senior year at Oklahoma State, which has now been added to by the COVID year. So he has used a traditional red shirt, a medical red shirt, and a COVID year. That is how he ended up with seven years of college football. So who's the guy that started at USC, West Virginia, Rice? 
Help me out, Lucas. Yeah. JT Daniels. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Surely he's got to be done after this bowl game. I, yeah. Hey, didn't Rice pick up another significant quarterback transfer the other day from somewhere? wonder where. I, I feel like they've been rolling in like one big name after another. I wonder where Malik Murphy will end up. Duke. I wonder where Cam Ward's going to end up. He's not, or he committed to Duke. Oh, Murphy did already? Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, he's a large man. He's a very large human being. Uh, can we find the Verbi rant somewhere? Yes, you can. And that takes us back to uh, Zach Sparkman. Sparkman gave this to us earlier in, as we were paying our respects to Ryan Miner, who passed away over the weekend. The Miners lived in Pampa for a few years, and they were in my uncle's grade. He has a funny story about having the farthest softball throw and field day until the dang Miner twins stepped up and beat me. <laughs> so I get how Cal Ripken felt, LOL. Had they not moved back to Hammond, them, Zach Thomas, and Rayford Young would have been at Pampa High School in 91 and 92. Insane. Whoa. Insane. I want to I want to say Rayford would have been a little bit on the younger side compared to those guys, but still. Probably eighth grade Rayford would have balled on everybody else in that gym. Yeah, everybody. Except for the minor twins. But he just would have shot it over them. Mm-hmm. JT Daniels retired due to concussions midseason. He also started in 2018. Um... So we got your over under for basketball. You any baseball thoughts? It's it's close now. Man, <laughs> I mean, if you get into January, you're a month away. Well, my my initial baseball thought is what a schedule. So much better. Um and and really thankfully also at home because you are going to get Stanford twice here in Lubbock. You're going to play road games at Arkansas and Arizona State. Uh, you're going to get Houston in here, which I, I, there's just been enough juice to that lately. Every time you run across them, it just seems like it gets, or Rice, either one, it gets weird. Uh, that'll be a fun one to have in Lubbock. <laughs> BYU coming to Lubbock. That, um, those aren't super exciting, but just, just non-con-wise, uh, you know, the first two home series aren't going to jump off the page at you in Gardner-Webb and Texas Southern, but that's really about it as far as Chump Central. And the rest of the schedule, especially those first five games in Arlington, Oregon, Oregon State, Nebraska, Tennessee, UTA, UTA being the least of excitement, but they're playing in their home city. That'll, those will be fun. Those will be a whole lot of fun uh, right out of the box there. And Tennessee, I mean, that you don't get fired to play those people. Those are about the most loudmouth, obnoxious, easy-to-dislike baseball people. Outside of are. LSU and Arkansas. Really? Yeah, Tony Vitello, you'd put him. Yeah. You'd put him, but at least okay. Maybe the fan base is. I'm yes. talking about. You said fan base. I wasn't talking but, about but coaches. Van Horn and and whatever cat went from Arizona to LSU mm-hmm. with a national title under his belt. Uh-huh. Uh, that the, the, those guys at least carry some level of decorum. Tony Vitello is basically. You know the meme where the dude's like in 19th place on the podium at the Olympics, <laughs> and he's chewing the gold and flipping off the crowd. 
That's Tony Vitello. Please, let's get some pitching. Let's get some pitching. I think we're going to swing it fine. Mm-hmm. Excited to see OKB behind the plate, too. Kevin Bazell oh, playing yeah. catcher is going to be fun. And the fact that there's a whole pile of guys that want and probably can earn that spot at third base behind him, it, it, you're going to be fine on that side, I think. Can you throw it or not? Let's throw it. Let's throw a lot of strikes past people. Let's throw it like 2019 and like it was going to be in uh, 2020. Don't say it. I know. Yeah. Love, thanks, man. It was fun. Yeah, enjoyed it. You won the the bid contest at the start <laughs> between you and Tubbs, who both showed up for the role. Congratulations on winning that. For Luft and Lucas, I'm Hacks. We'll uh, we'll get in here tomorrow with uh, Choice and myself. Until then, adios, muchacho. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.